Okay, welcome back, all of you cat sacrificing bank workers, to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that squad consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Ooh, boogie. And Micah. Meh. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So, so sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2009 American supernatural horror film, Drag Me to Hell. Christine Brown had a good job, great boyfriend, and a bright future. But in three days, she's going to hell. Spoilers. <laughs> Hit that music. everyone this is episode 22 of the fifth annual halloween screamathon and it's it's funny um i always talk about sam raimi and hold him up to a very very high high spot in my brain uh, i love his movies they're absurd there's always liquids flying at people uh eyeballs chainsaws uh he has a type in his movies they're always absurd and we've almost reviewed everything i want to the spider-man's yeah but um there is one movie with bruce campbell i don't know if he actually did it but it's called bubba hotep where it's an old folks home and bruce campbell thinks well he knows that he's elvis and his friend ozzy davis an old black man knows that he is jfk (laughs) are fighting a mummy that is eating they're old friends at the old folks' home. It is one of the cutest, scariest, goriest, scary movies I've, I've seen. Uh, and I just never brought it up, but we, we need to do it at some point. But it's very silly. It's just Bruce Campbell dressed up like Elvis the whole movie. But drag me to hell for the uninitiated. This is Sam Raimi's foray. For, far away? I said, fuck it, I said it right, I guess. Foray into PG-13 territory. Now this you know back in 2009 he didn't do dr strange in the multiverse of madness yet but he was known for evil dead movies you know and spider-man yeah those movies where trees did bad things to people and people just got ripped apart and blood constantly sprayed on folks so he went for a movie that hopefully with the plot and some of the imagery you don't have to just be super graphic and show monsters and, and you know bad things happen to people though this movie kind of does have a lot of bad things happen to people it's it's weird it's kind of opposite of what he does but it feels a lot like sam raimi so this movie's all about a bank she's not a bank teller she's a i'll just say a worker right now um she works at a bank a loan officer that's what she is and she gets caught up in a curse that is put upon her 
after she shames an old lady that comes in to get some help with her home. Now she has three days to try to get this curse off of her, or she will be dragged to hell. And uh, yeah, that is it. Uh, boy, howdy. Um, I'll let everybody else talk first, but I'll, we'll go over it. This bad boy is 99 minutes long, and you can check it out on Prime. That sounds right. Yeah, I think we, we watched it on Prime. So, Emma, what did you think about Drag Me to Hell? This movie was an adventure. Like, Sam Raimi is quite the man when it comes to campiness, and I appreciated that to an extent. But my God, I could not stop laughing through half of this movie. The CGI was so much poop, like so much poop. <laughs> but I don't know what it was. This video, this this movie just made me laugh for like half of it. The old lady was really creepy and I appreciated that. And it had me a little uncomfortable at first. And there were plenty of scenes where I was like ooked out. But this movie made me laugh. It was an adventure. I can say I had a good time on the ride, Micah. <laughs> well, as far as if you view movies and stuff as an art form, Sam Raimi definitely has a style. And Absolutely. Definitely. Like, I feel like most of this, it, it feels like a lot of this was shot in the same set as the spider-man movies because <laughs> it feels like all of the art like um like the doors and stuff have all the same wear and tear and it's it just like he goes for a certain look in in the scenes and it just it just matches across everything um they definitely got the uh dragging to hell part done really quickly in the movie and then there wasn't a whole lot of dragon <laughs> <laughs> not, not a lot of dragging in this movie um, a lot of avoidance but uh, I don't know it's it's a real big meh for me dog Katie I think 2009 Katie would have really liked this movie mm-hmm. but 2023 eyes Katie is like oh god that CGI was bad <laughs> and it's really hard to enjoy it because the cgi is so ridiculous like there's a moment in this movie where a fucking like handkerchief just like floats through the air and like tries to kill this woman and it is so bad like like, cool concept it was a really cool concept and if this movie came out today like like same storyline but just with today's graphics i probably would really enjoy it um but man what a mess it it does not it did not hold up so it's odd after watching drag me to hell uh, since it was on like sam raimi movies or recommended i went back and watched a couple of scenes from evil dead 2 because it's honestly i think my favorite scary movie i think but that movie had claymation in it, <laughs> you know? Uh, he His movies never are the prettiest. I think that Multiverse of Madness is the prettiest movie he's well, yeah, ever he had, made. He had Marvel Bunny. Yeah. But it's just expected. Usually when I go into a Sam Raimi, if it's an Evil Dead movie, absolutely. Though the newest one looked pretty damn good. 
but I just expect to see something weird and wild. I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know, there's a goat in this movie. What the hell was that? It's just, it's all questions, you know? <laughs> you talk about questioning. But I'll tell you like this. I like this movie. The beginning, the opening is pretty fucking good. It's up there, ghost ship level. It was really, it was awesome. To the point, I wanted more of that story for a little bit. Yeah. And then the ending. I always love the end of this movie. And um, yeah, right at the train station is the coolest fucking movie at that point. It's just the middle. It it was it was weird. It was like the slow burn to the ending that the movie says is going to happen. The movie is called Drag Me to Hell. The cover art is her above flames and multiple arms grabbing at her. So it's like, oh shit, it's gonna happen. Like she's like, gonna get demons dra- are gonna pull her. Yeah, she's gonna get dragged to hell. And it's just you know an hour and 15 minutes of us waiting for that i was like how's she gonna get out of it you know the, the, the movie said drag me to hell and there were some good spots in this movie um i think some of the supporting characters were a little more interesting than christine christine was everywhere um she felt like a good guy and a bad guy at the same time i didn't know it's I, that's later on we'll talk about that but i didn't know if i was supposed to like her or not it was really weird Sam Raimi loves having characters that are like this is legit the hero and you can tell he loves doing that Uh, Christine was weird she was real weird but it's a thumbs up for me it would do better in a group setting I think it just would shine a little bit brighter so Sam Raimi wrote Drag Me to Hell before he worked on the Spider-Man trilogy so I was in what middle school when those came out the first one was like in 99 or 2000 so he's been, he worked on this with his brother a hot minute ago. And then just, you know, the idea came back up to him and he's like, oh shit. Remember that movie? I think he called it the curse back then. He's like, you remember that story we came up with? He's like, yeah. He's like, shit, we should do that. That sounds pretty cool. And I think all they had was, you know, the, the beginning, how the beginning looked. I think that's all they had. And they were like, oh, we can build off of that. So yeah, I'd give it a shot. Like, like everyone says, it ain't the worst the worst thing but it's not like i don't know the best i'm trying to think of terrified it's not terrified now this movie opens with one of the ways that you can open a movie and it'd be awesome and that is uh, let's let's take it back a couple of years and then show some people that don't really matter but introduce maybe one person that's important and so we meet up with this hispanic couple and they are in pasadena and they seek help from a medium and um how do you say her name, Katie? Uh, um, Sean Sandina. Sandina is her name. And the second she sees the young child, she can just feel the, the, the evil presence all around him. And she learns that the little boy stole a silver necklace from a wagon from Romani people. And so he got cursed. He tried to return it, but they didn't want it. They're like, nah, we don't care. We just want you to die. As Sandina is trying to prepare to fight this evil presence, uh, the evil just thing comes into the room and just drop kicks everybody <laughs> into walls and out of doors, grabs the kid and throws the kid off of like a, a corridor. Just He falls like a floor. Off a balcony. Yeah. And eats it. And while he is gathering himself down a floor, uh, Sandina sees that the floor opens up 
and demonic hands grab this child and drag him to hell. So she vows that she's going to fight this demon again one day. Let's see how much work she does later. So we meet up in present day Los Angeles in Christine Brown. She works at a bank and she is a loan officer. So she is fighting, fighting with another. Well, she's not a douchebag yet, but she's fighting with a person that is an absolute douchebag named Stu to get the assistant br- branch manager position. And so it's it's very much a the boss is pushing extra work on. It seems like she's getting all the extra work and Stu is just getting to hang out with the boss, uh, Jim Jacks. But Christine, from her her life, you can tell that she does not get the respect she deserves or the attention she deserves. And a couple of jokes came out that she was the she was the fat girl back when she was younger. And that seemed to be... I, and a horse girl. Yeah. So I don't know if that was supposed to be some, like, character development to her that she started meek and gets... Because toward the end of this movie, she gets hardcore. So I, I was... That was my bet with the movie. I don't know, because, like, fat girls are not necessarily meek. It's it's weird to just like oh she was the they like shamed her for being the fat girl yeah. and then proceeded to never show a picture of her as being fat like the picture they showed of her the only picture we see of her past is her when she was like a, riding horses and she looks exactly the fucking same like they did nothing well, to I alter think she her she looked book. a little thick in the picture but nothing crazy no nah, it was ridiculous so her boss advises her to demonstrate tough decision making. Stop being such a nice person. Say no sometimes. And Sylvia Ganoush comes in and very old, no teeth, hacking, gross liquid lady comes in. She is a European Romani woman. And she's asking for a third extension on her mortgage. Christine says, We already, you know, the bank already gave you two. Two shots at it, and she's like, please, I'm old and infirmed, you know? Christine realizes, oh, shit, this might be my time. I gotta be tough, and my boss will like it. So, you know, instead of helping to try to get a third, you know, third extension, like she probably would do, Christine says no. And so Sylvia proceeds to beg and get down on the ground and beg Christine and then she falls, and then Christine, <laughs> just like Rick James, calls for security. Security! And then security comes out and sweeps old lady Ganoush away. And so as she is outside, um, yeah, she's not happy. And looks like she is. she wants to get revenge on Christine. Hey, fun fact, her vehicle is the same vehicle from all the Evil Dead movies. It's Sam Raimi's dad's car. He puts it in all of his movies, except, what, The Quick and the Dead, because that was a Western. (laughs) He couldn't have a car in that one. But he puts it in every movie. So as Christine actually gets a thumbs up from her boss, he's like, hey, you you did that the right way. Even though that lady, like, jumped on you. And sorry about that, but you did the right thing. So as Christine is heading to her car late at night, old lady Ganoush's vehicle is at the other end of the parking lot. And Christine's like, oh, shit. As she hops into her car, old lady Ganoush is just in the car, and they proceed to have themselves 
a Evil Dead level fight. Now, when I say Evil Dead level fight, is you can hit people with any weapon and it'll hurt for a little bit and then the pain goes away. Ash fought his hand, everybody, his evil hand. And that hand was trying to absolutely murder that man and he kept getting up from things. You, I don't understand in in this in Sam Raimi worlds, you can take so much damage, you'll probably get like a bloody lip or a cut on your head, and that is fucking it. <laughs> we have everybody rolling ones and twos over here. Absolutely. Well, they're hitting. It's just the damage is stupid low. <laughs> <laughs> so after Christine just Spartan kicks old lady Ganoush out of her car, the old lady grabs a button off of her jacket. And then proceeds to curse the ever-living shit out of the button to the point where Christine just, like, blacks out. And so uh, she wakes up and the button is there and Ole Ganoush scuttles off into the night. (laughs) So her boyfriend, Clay, picks her up. And he seems to be, it's funny, they talked to Justin Long and he said the character he played was very much a, I guess, down-to-earth, a realistic, not a doesn't believe in spirits and stuff he actually said it's complete opposite of how he is he said he played it like his dad so i think that's why it just seemed kind of smarmy but they visit a fortune teller his name is rom yeah yeah and rom instantly is like oh my god there is something just like following you and it's not good and there was a button right and she's like yes and you know, Clay is like, okay, he saw your jacket didn't have a button on it. That's the reason he said that. And so Rom tells her that, like, this thing is really mad and it wants something from you. Uh, you're in trouble. And actually scuttles him out of his, like, fortune-telling house. So at home, uh, the, the, the fights start. It's like paranormal activity. Every night, Christine gets her ass whomped by this monster. And it's not like just like punch punch it's throwing her it's picking her up and just like hucking her across the room and she goes down she's like holy shit you know (laughs) so at this point in the movie it's a lot like uh i guess the ring after the initial uh oh you watch that video here's a call you know seven days you know counting weekends and you know martin luther king day (laughs) there's gonna be hallucinations weird things happen to you while that little girl's getting ready to fuck you up in a week. So we see that Christine keeps seeing old lady Ganoush pop up, and then she sprays blood out of her nose. Like a gallon of blood flies out and sprays onto her boss. And she just I like, could not <laughs> stop laughing at that. I was dead. And she runs out of the bank. She's like, I am so sorry. So a side story that kind of pops up, there was a alternate story with Stu, and Stu is going to be a lot more important and maybe he gets a curse but they went another direction with the movie but Stu steals a file from her desk just kind of looks around he's like well everybody's looking at all the blood everywhere let me grab this file real quick so christine you know old lady ganoush tells her that yeah you'll be back in a couple of days and you're gonna try to you know beg for forgiveness so see you she goes to find old lady Ganesh so she can beg for forgiveness. But then she finds out that the old lady's dead. <laughs> and so this is where we start the journey of gross liquids hitting or being inserted into Christine's mouth. 
Now, in the car, in the fight, old lady Ganoush was gumming her with her gooey mouth in her mouth. Um, that was so gross. Yeah, on her chin. Was yeah. yeah. Right when it happened, I was like, ugh. And then I was like, oh, wait. A lot of shit went into Ash's mouth. Yeah, that makes sense. And then he would get clean right after. Uh, he would have one towel and wipe it, and then all the blood off his face would be gone. Just like with Christine, constant goo liquids from inside of people would get on her in her mouth and then her face would be clean right after so at the funeral the wake i guess she trips and knocks over old lady ganusha's body and the body flips over and there's still liquid on the inside and the liquids like go into christine's mouth and on her face and then she gets up and then there's no liquid anymore but uh yeah she's fucked up so christine makes it back to rom and rom explains that that button you have is cursed and you can't destroy it well you can destroy it it'll still be there you know but there is a powerful demon known as the lamia and it is going to screw with you for three days and then drag you to hell so that's your life rom says maybe if you do a sacrifice you know kill some some chicken or something like that maybe that'll be enough to appease the lamia christine heads home and i should have known at the beginning of the movie you see this little little kitten cute little kitten just running around in the background and christine sacrifices her pet kitten (laughs) uh she heads to clay's parents house for dinner and oh i forgot there's another side story uh clay's parents absolutely think she's a country bumpkin and a farm girl and not good enough for clay and clay needs to find a rich girl and so uh, they get there and they meet up with Christine and boy, howdy. It's a mess at the dinner. Food has eyeballs and flies are coming out of Christine's mouth. She's like coughs them up and she runs off. She looks absolutely insane to Clay's parents. So Christine goes back to Rom and Rom wants $10,000 to take care of this problem for her because he knows that this is going to be an adventure. So he introduces her to San Dina and so she wants to do a seance to trap this demon in a goat and then kill it. So her assistant, you know, she's like, hey, get your machete ready and when you know, when I the spirit gets in this goat, stab the goat. Okay. Boy howdy. Uh, this seance goes sideways instantly. The goat is yelling, calling Christine a bitch, and the demon gets inside of Sandina and her assistant. Uh, we see Christine's cat again, and then uh, it just kills. Well, Sandina is able to get the demon away from the seance. She dies afterwards, so she sacrificed herself to do this. Christine is like pumped because she thinks it's over, but no, Rom tells her that, hey, this button that's in this envelope, you have to give this to somebody. And that's the only way you can get the curse off of you. It's not like you can't get rid of this curse. This curse is going to happen. So all you can do is pass it off to somebody and they will get dragged to hell. So at a diner, she like sees a couple of people that she thinks that she's going to pass it to. Uh, she's a She sees a really old guy, like what a, like an aspirator, and she's like, oh, well, he's old and about to die. I'll give it to him. And his sweet old wife pops up and he's like, Stu, 
Uh, we learned that Stu was the one that screwed up Christine's plans to get her promotion. And so she's like, well, I'm going to give you something. You have to take it. And he starts crying and Christine starts getting a, a, a nice heart and doesn't give him the curse. So Christine realizes, I know the perfect person to get this curse. She drives to old lady Ganoush's grave, digs her up, and stuffs the envelope with the button in her mouth. And she says, I give this to you willingly. Go fuck yourself. And stuffs the button into the old lady Ganoush's mouth. The grave fills up with water, and old lady Ganoush is like floating, ripping out hair. She's got her hair ripped out at least five times in the movie at this point. And so... The next morning, she's going to meet up with Clay, and they're going on a weekend trip. He says they're going to a cabin, a very private area, a lot of trees. Sam Raimi said it is the cabin from Evil Dead. That's where they were going. So either way, they were going to die. <laughs> so as they are about to meet up, we see that Clay has a ring in his pocket. He's going to propose to Christine. Man, everything is going right in this girl's life. Uh-oh. Christine's boss calls her and tells her that Stu confessed to stealing her file and doing bad stuff. And so he got fired. And so when Christine gets back, she's got the job. Hooray. Nothing can go wrong right now. So Clay hands her an envelope and says, hey, um, when we were in the car and you dropped all your stuff, you, 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 uh, you forgot this button in this envelope and you got a new jacket. And I feel bad because we could have put the button back on that jacket. And the second she sees the button, she realizes that she switched envelopes and there was a fancy coin that Clay got earlier. And so she stuffed the fancy coin into old lady Ganoush's mouth and the button is still in her possession. Technically, nope, she didn't give it to Clay. Clay, I guess, gave it back to her at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. So... Christine falls onto the tracks. The train is on its way, but she's not going to get hit by the train because she starts getting dragged into the ground with fiery hands. Clay finally sees this happening, and now he finally 100% fully believes Christine uh, at the point where he can't save her, and she gets dragged to hell. Hey, the title actually made sense, and that is Drag Me to Hell. (laughs) So, Emma... Who was your favorite character in Drag Me to Hell? Uh, okay. So I didn't really have like a favorite character character because <laughs> all of the characters were just kind of equal amounts of meh to me. But uh, the entirety of the seance scene, namely the CGI goat. <laughs> was my absolute favorite character because the second that happened i just i could not stop laughing that was really really special so yeah we're gonna go with the cgi goat was my favorite micah uh yeah it's hard to pick a favorite because all of the acting was pretty fucking poop in this movie and just I don't know, hard to get into. It was it was campy, but at the same time it wasn't like good campy. It was like some moment big moments were campy, then all the stuff in between was just 
<laughs> All right, moving on. So, uh, like Emma, I'm going with the goat. <laughs> when it turned into the demon, it looked up, you bitch. <laughs> I lost it. So, yeah, fight on, goat man. Fight on. Um, like everyone else, it was not really possible to pick a favorite character. So, mine was the most innocent kitten. Because how fucking dare you, Christine? How dare you? Yeah, man, you gotta do what you gotta do at her. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'd find some bum off the street before I hurt Bella. <laughs> Bella's a good... Here, bum, here's 20 bucks and a button that I willingly give you. <laughs> Bum's like, okay. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really could have gave it to like a bum. But I went with my favorite thing element in this movie was christine's adventure it got more and more absurd and so sam raimi was going with that he he actually said that this was a journey of a nice person forced to make a bad decision so her saying no to old lady ganoush that was a bad decision you know and then it just gets more and more bad from there it's like if you give a mouse a cookie but in hell it just gets bigger to the point of if you give a bitch a curse yeah it, it got to the point <laughs> give a bitch a goat yeah right <laughs> two two days later this bitch is digging up a fucking corpse to stuff a button in its mouth you know what i mean like it just it went from her bleeding on her boss to knocking over a corpse at a wake to digging up said corpse it just got crazier the longer it went on so that was like my favorite part of it We'll talk later. But Emma, who is your least favorite character? I had two. Uh, the mom is the first one because she was absolute shit. That lady, that she was a piece of work being out there. You need to, you need to be with this girl because she can promote you socially, not some little girl you found on a farm. Fuck off, bitch. No, no, no. And then the boss, because he was just. Didn't want to make a decision about anything and waited for somebody to shove their foot in their mouth hard enough that he wouldn't have to choose. So that was that was cheap and garbage. I don't like people like that. Micah? Uh, I'm going to go with Stu. Mostly because he's just a big twat. There's not really much to say, but yeah, he, he fucked her over and was a bro the whole time. So yeah, just a twat. Katie? Uh, Justin Long. Clay, he was the most atrocious boyfriend. Yep. And I'm glad that she got dragged to hell before she had a chance to say yes to his proposal. She really dodged a bullet there. Damn. Otis. I I went with Christine with a question mark. I actually wrote the question mark. I, now I get it. Sometimes movies have characters that are the main character it is not the face, not the good person. I get that. Deadpool, watch that movie. He is doing things opposite of a villain in the movie. Well, he's not. Uh, you could say he is good. Kills a lot of people. He he's doesn't an anti-hero. Yes. So with Christine, I was so confused of what they were trying to show and give to us. Like, sure, she was meek and quiet and she's getting tougher. But boy, howdy, I she just made these decisions, killed her cat so quick. And then later on, Clay is like, 
oh yeah you have a kitten she's like had a kitten he's like wait what 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 happened to your cat i don't know i'm not supposed to be responsible for this shit damn yeah like uh, get off my back bro i don't fucking know yeah she's like cats run away all the time like what (laughs) yeah (laughs) it was wild like Like, yeah you're right cats do kittens don't (laughs) kittens ain't got nowhere to go yeah it was just weird but some of the things that she was doing and going for with it i i couldn't get behind her on this i was like you're bad (laughs) and i even like michael jackson bad like good bad you're just bad and then when she got dragged away, I didn't even feel terrible about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah that was due. Because <laughs> you're shitty. So let's do seven word synopsis. I have two of them. <laughs> this was a live quote. Right after it happened, I wrote it down. So this is in parenthesis. Katie gasps, just buy a fucking chicken. <laughs> right as the kitten, you hear the screams and then you see the cat being buried. She's like, just buy a fucking chicken. One of my seven words is literally sacrifice kitten, bitch, go get a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Katie was hot. So mad. <laughs> and then my last one is, am I supposed to really like Christine? <laughs> I like I said, I was so confused. I'm like, I don't am I supposed to boo her? I'll do it. But I just it she seems to be struggling the whole time, but she is doing not good things while she's struggling. So it was weird. Katie. Okay. Um, this is for Stu. Up for promotion, but can't do job? My man, what? Oh, yeah, you're supposed to help me with this. No. Hashtag welcome to the real world. <laughs> you already know how to fucking do it, you piece of shit. That guy sucked. Okay, next one. How is she so bad at lying? Dude. Like, the <laughs> the lying was so bad. The acting that you're lying, even though acting is literally lying. Like, how are you so fucking bad at it? Correct. <laughs> my last one. Girlfriend cursed. Have you maybe tried gaslighting? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's why I hate Justin Long in this movie. All he fucking did until this woman literally got pulled into the earth was gaslight that bitch like oh maybe you just hit your head or you're not seeing things you're not hearing things everything's fucking fine we're gonna go do this and it'll be great bitch what go fuck yourself justin long micah and here's a button uh i welcome the dead into my soul I welcome the dead into my soul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> movie makes a str- uh, sorry. Movie makes strong case for masking up. <laughs> There's an yeah, awful lot right. of liquid to mouth and eyes transmission okay, no, in no, this movie. No. Yep, that was fucking gross. Also, eye transmission. <laughs> oh god, that was so funny when, yeah. the, when the fucking anvil lands on her head. Oh my god. Just- Okay, I'm sorry, but that anvil scene <laughs> fucking looks over, looks up the rope, and there's a fucking anvil just hang. How many people hang the anvils? I literally said have anvils to hang. It has an anvil just hanging I, in the house. Where was the X? Who hangs an anvil and doesn't have an X on the ground? Yeah, what wily e. coyote bullshit are you doing out here? Absolutely. Okay, mine was CGI is poop on a new TV. 
And then she died due to shoulder administered CPR. <laughs> that dude tried pumping her heart five times. Is she breathing? Through her shoulder. And he gave up after and like 20 seconds. And then he's like, seconds. nah, she's dead. She's gone. <laughs> Bye, bitch. And then Sam Raimi, the eternal master of camp. And then my alliterative Caterwaller cursed consultant, cantankerous caveat, crept creepily. So this film came out May 29th, 2009. So what do you guys think the budget for this film was, Emma? $20 reduce. Katie. $10 reduce. Mike. $17 reduce. $17. The budget for Drag Me to Hell was $30 reduce. God bless. Fuck. Too much. I'll go make a movie for $30 million. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like $30 million. I could do that. I could definitely do that. How was the CGI so bad? Fucking Avatar came out in 2009. I don't know. <laughs> That's why, because all the good people were bought for Avatar. <laughs> yeah, you right. So, what do you guys think the box office was, Emma? I said $85 dues, because I know a bunch <laughs> of people that went to see this. Yeah. $50 dues. Micah. What did you say? $85. $90 reduce. Bitch. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, that's the sound when someone hits it just right. The box office was $90 reduce. Hey. <laughs> I got one. I got one, Pop. I got one. <laughs> that's the sound. So, minority kill count. I have two, uh, Sandina. I didn't count the kid at the beginning. Oh, that's three. Three. So the new number is 407. And a Tito Turtle, a house, and a plane full of vampires. So does anybody have anything else to say about Drag Me to Hell before we get out of here? Drink while you watch it. Watch with friends. Watch with friends and drinks. I want a remake made by Danny McBride. Yes, please. Honestly, I wouldn't mind. Uh, There. Okay. So people have asked Sam Raimi, are you going to make a sequel to this? And I don't get some people ask the dumbest movies, are you going to do a sequel? I'm like, like Thelma Louise, are you making a part two? I'm like, did you watch the end of the first one? <laughs> How are we making a second? kind of hard to do that. The person, the, the people are dead, you know? Uh, spoilers if you haven't seen Thelma Louise. But it, he later on, I actually think a few weeks ago, March 2023, he revealed that uh, his picture company, they're acti- actively trying to come up with ideas for a potential sequel. I'm betting oh it will God. be another person getting cursed. So probably like a requel. Like, same. No, it'll girl. be super gray, Justin Long, tossing the button into some random place and it lands in somebody's backpack. Ooh. It also won't be, the story will change too. It won't be like a Romani curse. It'll be something else. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what the new hot uh race to curse people is now mexican it'll be some like latin american thing that'd be cool aztec or italian that'd be cool i'm down so we'll we'll see what comes of this if they make a sequel i'm gonna watch it it's stupid and be a lot of liquids in people's mouths and stuff you know i forgot which liquid one i actually grimaced a little i think the the wake 
when the green liquid went into our mouth. Oh, that was I bad. was like, that's terrible. <laughs> the worst one for me was when she was in the grave and the eyes like popped into yep. her mouth. Yeah. That was the worst for me. Oh, wow. That was fucking gross. That was bad. So with that, that's the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about Romani curses or buttons or goats that just like cussing at you, you can text Katie at Allentown Pod. We have an email it is. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. So this was episode 22 in the pocket in the books out of sight. We have nine more episodes to go. I'm very excited. We have some new stuff. We have some old stuff. We're going to go with probably one of the best scary movies we'll see. We'll see this. We'll see. But um, I'm very excited. The music you listen to right now that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CEA, where you can find them at Scudia Fitas. Thank you so much for the artwork. So for Katie, Emma, Micah, Sleepy Old Bella, get better, you asshole. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with another scary movie. Bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Ah. Dragging the hell. That's my only weakness. <laughs> <laughs>